section 40 of the book of the thousand nights and a night volume 9 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the book of the thousand nights and a night volume 9 by anonymous translated by richard francis burton night 967 when it was the 967th night she said it hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Kamar al-Zaman took the jewels and set out for Basra after he had laid them in a belt, which he buckled about his waist, and he stayed not till there remained aught but a day's journey between that city and himself. When the Arabs came out upon him and stripped him naked and slew his men and servants, but he laid himself down among the slain and wallowed in their blood, so that the wildlings took him for dead and left him without even turning him over and made off with their booty when the arabs had gone their ways kamar al-zaman arose having not left but the jewels in his girdle and fared on nor ceased faring till he came to basra it chanced that his entry was on a friday and the town was void of folk even as the dervish had informed him he found the market streets deserted and the shops wide open and full of goods so he ate and drank and looked about him presently he heard a band of drums beating and hid himself in a shop till the slave girls came up when he looked at them and seeing the young lady riding amongst them love and longing overcame him and desire and distraction overpowered him so that he had no force to stand after a while the people reappeared and the bazaars filled whereupon he went to the market and repairing to the jeweller and pulling out one of his forty gems sold it for a thousand dinars wherewith he returned to his place and passed the night there and when morning morrowed he changed his clothes and going to the haman came forth as he were the full moon so he sold other four stones for four thousand dinars and sauntered solacing himself about the main streets of basra clad in the costliest of clothes till he came to a market where he saw a barber's shop so he went into the barber who shaved his head and clapping up an acquaintance with him said to him o oh my father i am a stranger in these parts and yesterday i entered this city and found it void of folk nor was there in it any living soul man or genie then i saw a troop of slave girls and amongst them a young lady riding in state and he went on to tell him all he had seen said the barber o my son hast thou told any but me of these and he said no the other rejoined then o my son beware thou mention this before any but me for all folk cannot keep a secret and thou art but a little lad and i fear lest the talk travel from man to man till it reach those whom it concerneth and they slay thee for know o my son that these thou hast seen none ever seen nor knew in other than this city as for the people of basra they are dying of this annoy for every friday forenoon they shut up the dogs and cats to hinder them from going about the market streets and all the people of the city enter the cathedral mosques where they lock the doors on them and not one of them can pass about the bazaar not even look out of casement nor knoweth any the cause of this calamity but o my son to-night i will question my wife concerning the reason thereof for she is a midwife and entereth the houses of the notables and knoweth all the city news so 
Ishallah, do thou come to me to-morrow, and I will tell thee what she shall have told me. With this, Kamar al-Zaman pulled out a handful of gold and said to him, O my father, take this gold and give it to thy wife, for she is become my mother. Then he gave him a second handful, saying, Take this for thyself. Whereupon quoth the barber, O my son, sit thou in thy place, till I go to my wife and ask her, and bring the news of the true state of the case. So saying, he left him in the shop, and going home, acquainted his wife with the young man's case, saying, I would have thee tell me the truth of this city business, so I may report it to this young merchant, for he hath set his heart on weeting the reason why men and beasts are forbidden the market streets every Friday forenoon and methinks he is a lover, for he is open-handed and liberal, and if we tell him what he would throw, we shall get great good of him, quoth she. Go back and say to him, Come, speak with thy mother, my wife, who sendeth her salam to thee, and saith to thee, Thy wish is one. Accordingly he returned to the shop, where he found Kamar al-Zaman sitting awaiting him, and repeated him the very words spoken by his spouse. Then he carried him into her, and she welcomed him and bade him sit down. Whereupon he pulled out an hundred ducats and gave them to her, saying, O my mother, tell me who this young lady may be. Said she, No, O my son, there came a gem to the sultan of Basra from the king of Hind, and he was minded to have it pierced. So he summoned all the jewellers in a body and said to them, I wish you to drill me this jewel. Whoso pierceth it, I will give him whatsoever he shall ask. But if he break it, I will cut off his head. At this they were afraid, and said, O king of the age, a jewel is soon spoilt, and there are few who can pierce them without injury, for most of them have a flaw. So do not thou impose upon us a task to which we are unable, for our hands cannot avail to drill this jewel. However, our sheikh is more experienced than we. Asked the king, And who is your sheikh? And they answered, Master Obaid, he is more versed than we in this art, and hath wealth galore and of skill great store. Therefore do thou send for him to the presence, and bid him pierce thee this jewel. Accordingly, the king sent for Obaid, and bade him pierce the jewel, imposing on him the condition aforesaid. He took it, and pierced it to the liking of the king, who said to him, Ask a boon of me, O master. And said he, O king of the age, allow me delay till to-morrow. Now the reason of this was that he wished to take counsel with his wife, who is the young lady thou sawest riding in procession, for he loveth her with exceeding love, and of the greatness of his affection for her he doth not without consulting her. Wherefore he put off asking till the-morrow. When he went home, he said to her, I have pierced the king a jewel, and he hath granted me a boon, which I deferred asking till to-morrow, that I might consult thee. Now, what dost thou wish, that I may ask it? Quoth she, We have riches such as fires may not consume, but, and thou love me, ask of the king to make proclamation in the streets of Basra, till all the townsfolk shall every Friday enter their mosques two hours before the hour of prayer, so none may abide in the town, at all great or small, except they be in the mosques or in the houses, and the doors be locked upon them, and that every shop of the town be left open. 
then will i ride with my slave women through the heart of the city and none shall look on me from window or lattice and every one whom i find abroad i will kill so he went in to the king and begged of him this boon which he granted him and caused proclamation to be made amongst the basarites and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say End of night 967 Night 968 When it was the 968th night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the jeweller begged his boon, the king bade proclamation be made amongst the Basarites. But the people objected that they feared for their goods from the cats and dogs, Wherefore he commanded to shut the animals up, till the folk should come forth from the Friday prayers. So the jeweller's wife fell to selling forth every Friday, two hours before the time of congregational prayer, and riding in state through the city with her women, during which time none dareth pass through the market-place, nor look out of casement or lattice. This then is what thou wouldest know, and I have told thee who she is. But, O my son, was it thy desire only to have news of her, or hast thou a mind to meet her? Answered he, O my mother, it is my wish to foregather with her. Quoth she, Tell me, what valuables thou hast with thee? And quoth he, O my mother, I would have with me precious stones of four sorts, the first worth five hundred dinars each, the second seven hundred, the third eight hundred and a fourth a thousand ducats. She asked, Art thou willing to spend four of these? And he answered, I am ready to spend all of them. She rejoined, Then arise, O my son, and go straight to thy lodging, and take a bezel gem of those worth five hundred sequins, with which do thou repair to the jewel market, and ask for the shop of master obeyed, the sheikh of the jewellers. Go thither, and thou wilt find him seated in his shop, clad in rich clothes, with workmen under his hand. Salute him, and sit down on the front shelf of his shop. Then pull out the jewel, and give it to him, saying, O master, take this stone, and fashion it into a seal ring for me, with gold. Make it not large, a miscall in way, and no more. But let the fashion of it be thy fairest. Then give him twenty dinars, and to each of his apprentices a dinar. Sit with him a while, and talk with him, and if a beggar approach thee, show thy generosity, by giving him a dinar, to the intent that he may affect thee, and after this, leave him, and return to thy place. Pass the night there, and next morning, take a hundred dinars, and bring them, and give them to thy father the barber, for he is poor. Quoth Kamar al-Zaman, Be it so. And returning to his caravanserai, took a jewel worth five hundred gold pieces, and went with it to the jewel bazaar. There he inquired for the shop of Master Obeid, sheikh of the jewellers, and they directed him thereto. So he went thither, and saw the sheikh, a man of austere aspect, and robed in sumptuous raiment, with four journeymen under his hand. He addressed him with, Peace be upon you. And the jeweller returned his greeting, and welcoming him, made him sit down. Then he brought out the jewel, and said, O master, I wish thee to make me this jewel into a seal ring with gold. Let it be the way of a miscall, and no more, but fashion it excellently. 
Then he pulled out twenty dinars and gave them to him, saying, This is the fee for the chasing, and the price of the ring shall remain. And he gave each of the apprentices a gold piece, wherefore they loved him, and so the master obeyed. Then he sat talking with the jeweller, and whenever a beggar came up to him, he gave him a gold piece, and they all marveled at his generosity. Now Master Obeyed had tools at home, like those he had in the shop, and whenever he was minded to do any unusual piece of work, it was his custom to carry it home and do it there, that his journeymen might not learn the secrets of his wonderful workmanship. His wife used to sit before him, and when she was sitting thus, and he looking upon her, he would fashion all manner of marvellous rotten trinkets, such as were fit for none but kings. So he went home and sat down to mould the ring with admirable workmanship. When his wife saw him thus engaged, she asked him, What wilt thou do with this bezel gem? And he answered, I mean to make it into a ring with gold, for it is worth five hundred dinars. She inquired, For whom? And he answered, For a young merchant who is fair of face, with eyes that wound with desire, and cheeks that strike fire, and mouth like the seal of Suleiman and cheeks like the bloom of Nunnon, and lips red as coralline, and neck like the antelopes long and fine. His complexion is white, dashed with red, and he is well-bred, pleasant and generous, and doth thus and thus. And he went on to describe to her now his beauty and his loveliness, and then his perfection and bounty, and ceased not to vaunt his charms and the generosity of his disposition, till he had made her in love with him, for there is no sillier cuckold than he who vaunteth to his wife another man's handsome looks and usual liberality in money matters so when desire rose high in her she said to him is aught of my charms found in him said he he hath all thy beauties and he is thy counterpart in qualities meseemeth his age is even as thine and but that i fear to hurt thy feelings I would say that he is a thousand times handsomer than thou art. She was silent, yet the fire of fondness was kindled in her heart, and the jeweller ceased not to talk with her and to set out Kamar al-Zaman's charms before her, till he had made an end of moulding the ring. When he gave it to her and she put it on her finger, which it fitted exactly, quoth she, O my lord, my heart loveth this ring, and I long for it to be mine, and I will not take it from my finger. Quoth he, Have patience, the owner of it is generous, and I will seek to buy it of him, and if he will sell it, I will bring it to thee, or if he have another such stone, I will buy it, and fashion it for thee into a ring like this. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of night 968